Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's second episode of the week of Church is Stupid. Comma, but. I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. I'm Elijah. You tried to jump the gun there, didn't you? He, did. he was. You really looked excited. at me first. I did. Very, I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you very much. You started making those weird noises, so I'm like, <laughs> I and I'm just gonna let it happen. Anyhow. Yes, we're on our second episode of the week. So if you have not already uh, had the chance to listen to the beginning parts of this argument conversation, it's more of a conversation this week um, about uh, young student ministries and young adult ministries and all of that type of thing, then go ahead and tune in on Spotify, Apple Music, and a whole bunch of other podcast sites that we are now a part of, as well as YouTube. And um, if you want to leave us some comments, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those are available platforms to reach out to us on and uh, let us know what about your thoughts about the first episode or any other episode from before this, that all of them are now on Spotify and Apple Music and we're pushing really hard for that because it's a newer-ish thing, and we forgot to do it at the beginning of last episode. Heck yeah. I also like how legit we sound now. I was like listening to Andy. I'm like, whoa, you're so legit. And I was like, wait, I'm on this podcast. Yeah, I don't I'm think legit. My, I don't think I've ever changed, so I've <laughs> <laughs> always been legit. Please. Oh, well, okay. I'm the lame old person. We already had this conversation. I'm like, what, five years older than you? I'm three years older than Elijah. So I have no room on this podcast for young people. Because <laughs> that's our topic. That's what I'm saying for today, this week's topic. Why don't you segue us into that then, huh? That was a really bad attempt yeah. at a segue <laughs> yeah. that mm-hmm. failed, like, crash and burn. I, don't, I think you're doing great. Just just keep on rolling. <laughs> My wheelchair around? <laughs> <laughs> no. You're, you're trying to make yourself really, really old. That's acceptable. My name is Ruth. Yep. And I'm a pastor. Yep. You understand that every single time I go to like a pastor meet with any, like when I meet the church for the first time, anything like that, they're like, oh, we expected something different. <laughs> and I'm Older. like, yep, you all expected you know, me to be Your gray real hairs old. don't do very well at hiding it. You know, you didn't have to bring up the gray hairs that they can't see because we're on voice only but thanks well, sometimes there are pictures for now <laughs> for now no i uh yes i have a ton of gray hairs and um i think part of that's because i'm a pastor <laughs> but mostly it's just bad genes <laughs> yeah no fair enough maybe you should uh you know just get a new pair um so our p- topic for today this thursday episode of church is stupid um come but thank you um, we are looking at uh, some of the college ministries that are out there as well as just like different aspects that affect some college students because last time we focused a lot on high school and middle school mm. and all that kind of stuff. And so now we get to look at uh, the college age group, which I am still presently a part of because I refuse to graduate at this point, I think is uh, the extent of what it is. That's um, really what it seems like. Yeah, it brings tears to my eye every time. <clears throat> That's all right, Andy. It's all right. You'll graduate someday. When you're I my hope age. soon. I really want to. I just want out. <laughs> when you're my age, Andy. Is, is it going to hurt more if I said I graduated with my master's at 24? No. Okay, good. I don't care enough about I just you. wanted to brag about myself okay. <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> Be like, look at me. Which is a very, yeah. it's a very normal age to get your master's, but I wanted to pretend. Probably. Um, so yes, we're talking about college ministries, and I know from my point of view, there 
are several, and several of them have major issues. But that's from my point of view, and my point of view is scuffed because I went to MSU, and um, we've had some interesting issues there. Yeah, and I think there's... The, the big issue for me and, and with this is that a large portion of, of young adults, again, I, I had spoken very, very briefly on how my generation before Andy made fun of me because that's not his generation. Uh, it's called the lost generation. And a lot of that has to do with the fact there's just nothing for us. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing for um, college age. Uh, college age is a little bit easier because at least they do have some programs at, on campuses. I know the UMC has Wesley Houses, I believe they're mm-hmm. called. I should know that. Sorry to my friends who work there. Um, <laughs> anyhow, but it's, um, it, it's a group that's just really not pinpointed very well. And it's a large age gap. I feel like you really, it's not until you're about 40 plus that there starts to be stuff that feels more geared towards you. Mm. And, and from in my experience, a lot of the conversations I've had, because a lot of churches will say, we want young people. In fact, every church that I have ever gone to says that's who we want, that's who we want to target. <coughs> and that's really a wonderful goal. But in a lot of these churches where I have represented the young person in the room before I turned so ancient at 27, uh, I, would, I would suggest ideas. And it was like, no, young people don't really want that. Hmm. And I was like, what? You know, I, I've, I've sat in trainings in all sorts of these things that basically have sat there and told me what young people want. And they're, <laughs> they're being led by like 50 plus pe- 50 years plus people and I'm like you guys maybe you should not do that let's let's take a minute and listen to what the young adults want but I think the problem is there's such a big and we can see it in our country right now there's a huge generational gap that happened Hmm. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with how quickly culture changed if we look at again that three-year difference that we talked about on last episode between me and Elijah makes a lot of difference in how we process information. And my favorite example of that is Elijah will tell me about friends that he has. Like, oh, cool, where'd you meet this friend? Oh, gaming online. Mm -hmm. And I look at him, I'm like, no, you can't talk to strangers online because they're all going to attack you. Because that's what I was raised to think. And it wasn't like my parents super sheltered me and that's what they raised me to think. It's just like... That's what schools would teach you. Mm-hmm. That's, that was all of the information that was presented to me, was that if somebody talks to you on AIM, if anybody remembers AIM, which you two are probably looking at me like I'm crazy, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, I know what it is. I just I never, <laughs> I never grew up with it. But if somebody messaged Instant you that messenger. you knew, if you were in a I chat know. group that was like about <laughs> something you wanted to... I don't know chat groups because I never did those. But regardless don't talk to these strange people because they're probably a creeper. Mm-hmm. And then for him to tell me, for Elijah to tell me that most of his friends were, or not most, but a lot of his friends were from um, online groups was very confusing for me for a while. And so it's like we almost speak a different language and we're only three years apart, so mm-hmm. how much more? And we're married. And we're <laughs> married. You're stuck with me. You're welcome. I'm the worst. And... 
So how much more of an age gap or, or generational gap is there between millennials and, and boomers, for instance? And we see this play out on social media so much. Half the time, I'll show Elijah uh, some sort of ridiculous meme, and he'll go, that's a boomer meme, Ruth, <laughs> because this is what I sound like because I'm Elijah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate, honestly. I, I believe I, I'm sitting at the table with two Elijahs right now. What What is going on? Yeah, because I'm Elijah. <laughs> How did your voice come from over there? You're, you're sitting Elijah, over here. Elijah, what are you doing? <laughs> but, but honestly, it's almost like being a boomer is negative in a millennial's eyes, and being a millennial is negative in a boomer's eyes. And it's just kind of crazy to see how that's played out. Like, hmm. I hear I hear people, as, as somebody who's involved in ministry, a majority of the people I talk to are not millennials, because, again, lost generation. But I hear, like, oh, they're so entitled. Millennials are so entitled. They want everything. And then I hear millennials talk about boomers and say they're so old. They don't want to push for anything. They don't understand anything. And, and you just end up with f a lot of fighting. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to understanding each other, we're starting from these divided places. Because yeah. if we pretend like those don't affect the church, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They do. And you're coming from this staunch point where it's like, if a millennial says something, like, for instance, one of the biggest things we deal with, again, I know I've plugged this a million times, student loan debt, where we talk about our student loan debt as crippling, because it is. And then somebody from, from the older generation says, well, you took on those loans. It's your fault. And stop being entitled. Why do you feel like somebody should pay off the loans you took? And it's just kind of a lack of understanding. And then vice versa, a lack of understanding for the millennials to understand how the process worked and how much more adult you were at 18 when they were growing up hmm. than we really are now. Yeah. Is, is that fair? There's a few other issues there, especially with the loans and well, like yeah. talking about college, which cost, I don't know, uh, a few thousand dollars for your entire degree back then, but now costs a few hundred thousand dollars for your, for your semester. Oh, <laughs> not quite that bad, but still. Books cost a thousand dollars on their own for a semester, but that's not the point. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, just being a... But that's just one example of something that that's a very divisive issue mm -hmm. amongst boomers. And so I, things that I have suggested in, in ministry is if we really wanted to target young adults and, and college young adults is to offer some student loan alleviation help. And that doesn't get received very well. And that's because it, it, it comes down to this, this entitlement thing. And so there's just generational conversations. So when I sit on a lot of these things, I feel like that's what happens, is we, we go up against that generational gap. And I know I'm saying this, and I'm totally ignoring Gen Zs when I'm talking to, <laughs> to two Gen Zers here. Um, you are Gen Z. Okay. Elijah's pretty much the oldest I, Gen Z that you can I, be. So according to the one... He's a zillennial. I'm, yeah, I'm basically one of the oldest oldest that you can be while still being a Generation Z, technically, if we're going by the one study that we were reading into because there's no real defining thing. Yeah, but yeah that, that's... We, we, we could get into that again, and then I could go on for, like, yeah. an hour about yeah. it, but... We don't the, need to right now. Well, and I, and I don't... Yeah, so, so I just brought that up as, like, an illustration of things that come up against. So the ideals, I feel like, and the way church runs for people who are millennials and younger 
and and I'm sure even there's a difference between millennials and Gen Zers, mm-hmm. but the way that churches run is so different in our heads than it is for for an older generation. And so hmm. ultimately, when you have one voice at the table who is 27 and the rest of the voices are not 27, <laughs> <laughs> are, are a little bit older, it can feel very validating to turn down the ideas of the 27-year-old. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because there's mm-hmm. so many more people saying, well, no, I just don't think that's a good idea and it goes against our ideals. But what's happening is you can only take no so many times. Before you leave. Before you leave. Yeah. And and it feels like churches, not all churches, but but some churches want young people who look exactly like them. Mm-hmm. They don't really want young people. And mm-hmm. as we've learned from anybody who has a family knows that there's you don't always get along you don't get to choose your family and there's going to be disagreements you don't agree on everything but you still come together and love one another and you figure out compromises and how to make things work at least in a healthy family yeah and in the church we're not really good at that we're not good at bridging that gap and and in a lot of ways i think we've furthered that divide by rejecting a lot of young younger ideas and this, this is one of the rare examples. <laughs> I'm doing the thing where I talk a lot again, guys, but I always do that. You're allowed. You, you um, have a lot of opinions. It's okay. I'm so opinionated. It's such a problem. Uh, it's the only pink shirt I ever owned that I'm so opinionated. <laughs> or like I trust other people's opinions, but I'm always right or something like that. <laughs> Anyhow, sorry. Um, just continue, else. please. Need a momentary break. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody We'll just else. skip over that. Yeah, yeah we're just going to edit that out. Um, but this podcast is a, a very rare exception, and I've been so blessed. Um, we have a very supportive head pastor here who is is very and, and leadership staff as well. It's not just you, the, you don't just have to give her admirations because she's listening. I love you, mom. But um. <laughs> no, I but but truthfully, to, if I were to tell a, a head pastor or um, even a church that I really wanted to start this podcast called mm-hmm. Church is Stupid, which was the initial name of this podcast, they would have looked at me and been like, that is the worst thing I have ever heard. But your your mom and the leadership staff here on at, at Midland First, they were really, really receptive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't all understand it, mm-hmm. but they were really, really receptive. And we, we found there does seem to be an audience because someone's listening. And yeah. And that's really, really cool. But that's not the experience everywhere. Hmm. And even to say with this podcast, it's not as though it has been without issue. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of our issues have come from uh, an opposite place where we were not expecting them to come from at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that being said, we don't need to call out and embrace the physical issues of this in case uh, people may be listening that would take offense to some of the things. And so just to move forward with other ideas and other problems that have happened and other things. Um, But to bring back to this college idea, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to share a little bit of my personal experience being the youngest one of us and the one, you know, who... Is still in college. Yeah, and still in college. Um, About my freshman year, uh, you had this large orientation kind of thing where you could see all of these different uh, groups that are on campus since you have, like, the large, very large Christian groups of... Uh, crew of um, oh gosh Catholic Spartans or Spartan I don't remember what the exact name is I apologize 
Um, but you have these very large groups that take on uh, the different forms. And the actual, the, um, the group that I ended up uh, creating allegiances with or something like that, I guess, is uh, the fraternity that I actually... Um, creating allegiances. I didn't, I didn't want it to come <laughs> across like I was saying, like, the dark force that I work for. Um, <laughs> we already I, talked about that last I didn't, week. I didn't know how to... Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> the group that I started to do things with and enjoy my time with uh, was uh, Beta Upsilon Chi, which is a uh, Christian fraternity mm-hmm. um, around campus, which up here in the northern parts of the United States is not so favorable. Hmm. Um, n- not even like the group isn't favor- favorable. Um, just Christian fraternities get uh, a bad rap up here. Um, really? Whereas, yeah, it, I found it just completely surprising too. Um, when we, my freshman year, we went to a leadership conference of such mm-hmm. because I was elected as, I don't remember my position for that year, um, but I was elected as one of the positions. And so we went down to Texas. Uh, we had, had a plane, like flight paid for and everything. And we went down to Texas and we met up with all of the other um, Christian fraternity leadership guys that were all there um, from all of the colleges that are down south there. And um, they even give it their own, I guess it's not their own like name for it. Everybody calls it that. But the Bible Belt of the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they perfectly know that they are in the Bible Belt of the United States. And because of that, they are extremely successful. Hmm. Um, and so you have uh, Arkansas, I think it was. Um, who had a hundred guys rush the fraternity, and they actually had to turn oh, wow. people away because, like, they just were too many. And so, like, hmm. like you have all of this, and up here in the north, it just it was unheard of. Like, mm-hmm. if you were going to join a Christian organization on campus, the furthest extent of what you may do is crew, and uh, crew is like your weekly Bible study, your uh, weekly meetup worship kind of thing. It's something mm. that you do outside of normally going to church kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I was going someplace and I've completely forgot where I'm going because of that. Uh, crew actually had issues with us here at MSU and like issues with us forming as a group because of different reasons and all that kind of stuff. And so there became bla- bad blood between Ooh. Uh, yeah. that very extremely large organization that uh, was the Christian organization on campus mm-hmm. is still the Christian. Actually, I guess nobody's on campus anymore. Um, yeah. Fair, fair. fair enough. But uh, they didn't have the best of taste towards us as a group because we were taking uh, men of God and we were bringing them in towards this more close-knit organization, which we, we were completely open to anybody joining. It wasn't like, yeah. a, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a get out kind of thing. But um, yeah. Yeah, and so there are just different issues with that kind of a thing. And so your larger organizations, especially on campuses and all that kind of stuff, they have a lot of power when it comes to the religious side of life. And so there's just a lot of different conflicts that we see, especially for like me as a college-age student hmm. um, embracing campus for the first time. Like there's a, That's a, so intriguing. Like yeah. the war between... Was it almost a power struggle? N- no, because it was... I don't know how to describe it. In essence, um, <clears throat> we started as like a group of guys who, uh, a majority of them, and I wasn't here during the founding. It happened two or three years uh, before I even came to campus. But um, a, a group of guys from crew were mm-hmm. like, we want to be stronger in our faith and we want to be able to support each other more. And so they started conversations about becoming a part of Bucks, the 
fraternity. Um, mm-hmm. And so they started conversations about opening the fraternity. And um, essentially what happened is uh, the crew people were uh, to the extent of you can't do both. You have to choose. You can either be in crew or you can be a part of Bucks. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and so that led to a lot of conflicts and a lot of um, their leadership, which they say it's student-led, but it's not student-led. Um, oh, yeah. Their leadership, which is the uh, the older men that were involved uh, with crew, were just like, we don't, you guys, you can't. And since since then, in our recent years before, are disbanding because we weren't getting the guys. Um, we got better relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because they more understood our vision of everything because they, yeah, it was, it was an entire conflict in itself. But... Um, yeah, there's a lot of conflicts when it comes to different uh, Christian organizations, um, wherever it is. It's not just church that's stupid. That's <laughs> that's just kind of where I, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tie back in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but also, as just a college student, um, going to all of the the churches that are around campus, nothing ever spoke to me. Mm-hmm. It was always like, we do church. And we do youth ministries, or yeah. we do church, and we have something else. It's not like a we do church. It's not yep. like a the youth and the mm. younger members of the church are part of the church. Um, and it wasn't until my senior first senior year um, <laughs> that a roommate of mine uh, brought me to a. Uh, a church that was pretty far away from campus and everything that actually supported all of the college ministries that actually wow. supported everybody. And it was one of the most phenomenal worship services I had been to oh, since being on campus. And um, my biggest problem at that point is just that I was turned off from church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think you highlighted something that's really important and that I, that I do want to touch on because I don't think what us young folk want is um, a takeover. We don't Mm. want a takeover. We need generational worship. We need kids to be present. We need teenagers. We need college-age kids. We need young families. We need middle-aged. We need our elders. It's part of what makes the church so beautiful. You know, I heard Mm. a pastor once who said one of the reasons they love their job is that you get to see the full life cycle. You're there for the birth of babies, and you're there uh, for the death. And and in a way, it's beautiful. And the more I've been in ministry, the more I've seen one side, but not really the other as much. Mm. And it's just sad. We, we don't want, like, I always hear, wow, oh, them young folk, they want that contemporary music, and they want fog machines, they want mood lighting, they want all these things. And I'm like, okay. Those things are, they can be nice and they can be fun. But what we really want, at least, I guess maybe I shouldn't speak for everyone, but we want relationship. We want relationship, connection, and to see real ministry happening. Because it's very hard to go to a church that says that they support all of these things, but then during the week, they don't really do anything. They're open Sunday morning and they do nothing. And and I think for young Christians... We're honestly just kind of sick of seeing that, because what's the point? 
why would I go spend an hour here when it, there's no transformation happening? There's no viewing of the Christian life. And that's not true of all churches. And sometimes I think churches just aren't good about highlighting mm-hmm. what they do. Mm. Uh, sometimes there are churches that are very active around, but people just don't know. And I think that drawing drawing in young people, at least a church that I would love to be a part of is one that really sought to make children feel just as comfortable in a worship service as anybody else. That mm. sought to, to make somebody who went to college, somebody who didn't make a college, that they all felt welcome. But they were also going out and making it not about a worship service. A worship service should never be the focus of a church. And if it mm. is, I think you've gone wrong. Um, and maybe I'm controversial, but I really do because the Christian life is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than one hour on a Sunday. And we just, we're fed up with it. We don't want to see it. We don't want to waste our time, especially in the morning. Because <laughs> I don't like oh morning. Gosh. Some people are morning people. I am not the morning person. But we don't want to waste our time on something that doesn't really feel like any different than any other club we could join. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to join a club, we might as go well go to one where we're not going to be judged for being our age. Right, yeah. Yeah. Is that a fair synopsis? I, I think, think so. M- I my, think. Biggest, <laughs> my biggest complaint about what we said is I love fog machines and very sparkly lights, but that's just me, and yeah. I'm well, biased. <laughs> well, but also, like, I mean, like I said, those things aren't bad, but yeah. I think at the core, would you rather have that or a church that you could build a relationship with? Definitely the relationship. I yeah. was just... I, Here, I know. Purely being fun and out of what I've seen we churches don't do joke in here. both. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> yeah. Done. I'm done. That's it. Sorry, I interrupted um, you. But uh, again, and I know I've made this example before, and I, I think it's still one of the best examples of what I've seen is mm-hmm. Hillsong. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they've done in Australia. And I, I know I've seen some colleges, or not colleges, some churches do amazing things when it comes to youth ministries and when it comes to including um, the youth in their church and making it so that a service is not just about, uh, like, preaching to one generation. It's about reaching everybody and, mm-hmm. like, creating a space that's safe and, like, people can talk and all, all this kind where am I going with this? Where did I start? Uh, Hillsong is doing an amazing job at that. Um, and I know my, my brother is still over there and still doing uh, work with them because they have been amazing to him in his mm-hmm. faith journey. Like, it's a church can be the place where faith is fostered Absolutely. and grown mm-hmm. and all of this. It's not, it's not all on an individual to do all of their faith walk alone. Mm-hmm. You have there are a lot of churches that are trying to reach out there and be there and be able to be a guiding path. Um, and so I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not all bad. Some churches are doing an amazing job. Absolutely. With and, and I think, again, our, our heart is to try to open up conversation to encourage churches to become like mm-hmm. that, or to celebrate the fact that there are churches that are like that, but to also seek to have churches grow. And to be better. It's not to, to just sit here and, and vent for an hour, but it's to really try to push us all to grow together because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I'm just as guilty. And, and in my last minute or so, 
because I'm always like that. Um, I also want to highlight just just a little uh, another group that's kind of forgotten is college age students who don't go to college. Churches aren't always that great at putting up ministries for them, and and there's a lot more than we think we think there are. Um, and I think that that can be very. Again, uh, we talked about at Christmas some things that the church do that are a little bit elitist unintentionally. But that's one group that, that I also think we could create more room for is, is that age group, but not necessarily attending a college where they could even have two warring <laughs> kids ministries, but instead they're just completely kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. So, Elijah, do you have any thoughts? You've barely spoken. Yeah, I... I uh no, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really. I don't think I can relate as much with with the discussions, that you, the the experiences that you guys have had with the aspects that we've talked about as much. It's been very interesting to listen to, though, and take in. Well, and thank you for bringing your perspective of a, a youth that you, group that you felt did run well. Yeah. And so we we appreciate having you on. I have to say that I'm married to you. So. Mm-hmm. I get it. I appreciate it too. I'll just let you know that, even though I'm. Thank not you so cute. much. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> we will have to fix that in the future. Um, <laughs> Hang on. We're butting you out. Um, That's fair. That's fair. So we are coming to the end of our podcast time, yes. which uh, gives us a little bit of time to do a wrap up. Uh, tell you guys a piece of information that we told you at the beginning. Um, if you are watching on YouTube or seeing our links through Facebook, we are available now on Spotify, on Apple Music, um, not Apple Music, Apple Podcast, and several other podcast platforms that are out there. Um, so go ahead and take a look for us on wherever you want to hear a podcast, and you can much easier now uh, listen to us on a phone or other device, and you can close out of the window um, and still be able to uh, listen to us while you do everything else in your day. Uh, that being said, we still will upload to YouTube um, for those who find that is yeah. an easy source. Um, and we'll continue to send out links on Facebook, t- Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media platforms that we're on. Yep. And again, thank you, Kate. You're the best. Shout out to our social media director. Yes. And so uh, what are your thoughts? What are your comments? What do you, what do you want us to know about uh, your thoughts about today's uh, conversation. Leave us a comment in the uh, Facebook description, in the YouTube description, in the Instagram. The comments. The comments, wherever you're listening at or wherever you find the easiest place to leave a comment at. Absolutely. Sorry that I rambled. Um, for all of us here at Church is Stupid, I'm Andy. I'm Elijah. I'm Ruth. And that has been your Thursday episode.